Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to the Jason Peely Project. We are super excited for today's guest, Netta Nasserdine. Hey, Netta, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Jason. Honored to be here. Excited. Looking forward to this. Good. And I'm excited to dive in. So here's a little bit about Netta. Netta has been featured on hundreds of podcasts and radio shows and also been a motivational and educational speaker on platforms such as TEDx Talks, The Female Quotient, the California Human Resources Conference, Wonder Woman Tech, the Human Gathering, and more. Her company, Rise Up For You, has been featured and worked with brands such as CBS, LA Fitness, Google Next, 19, and 19, and more. Uh, Netta is proud TEDx woman speaker, best-selling author on Amazon, and has been awarded the Chief's Award from the Orange County Sheriff's Department, is a three-time finalist from the Emerging Women-Owned Business Award, and most recently awarded the 40 Under 40 Award for the Orange County pros. Wow. So amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. You look at everything you've accomplished, right? When you look at that, what makes you most proud? Oh, wow. You know what? I'm going to say the book, the book. Well, actually it's the tie. It's between actually building the company (laughs) and then the book, because um, it takes a lot of work. It's not easy and it's always evolving. So I would say, you know, when I hear those things that it, it's just the company for sure. And well, you know, without having a business background and, and writing the book and getting the message out there for sure. When you started building the company, how has the vision changed throughout the process? Oh, that's a really good question. So I'm, I'm actually happy to say that the brand has stayed pretty consistent. Um, the one thing that has changed is just the avatar, the client, you know, who we serve. So when I first built the company, transparently, it was specific to just women. And I think that's because what I needed at the time, right? Because I, I used my pain as fuel for growth. And that's how the company was built. And we can get into that later if you want. Um, but my, my ideal client was women serving professional women around the world. And then over time, when we were getting our message out there, we had more and more men and companies say, hey, like, we're here too. We also need this stuff that you're teaching. Um, and I've always been a humanitarian at heart. And so I said, you know what? Like, let's let's not be, let's not segregate. Let's open it up. And so that's really the major shift that's happened is that it's now for companies and, you know, people, men and women, doesn't matter. How has your message been able to translate across, uh, you know, companies, men, women? How have you found that your message been so fluent that it's been able to reach the masses? So you just cut out a smidge there, uh, Jason. So what I heard is how has your message been able to translate? Translate across, of course, men, women, companies, right? So typically sometimes the message, it it could be hard to reach so many different components, but you're doing such a great job at reaching everyone. How how have you been able to do that? That's a great question. Um, really because of the, the focus that I've had on the company, which is soft skills. So that's the people, social and emotional skills that really make us successful. And the reality is that both the corporate space and individuals need these skills, right? So the top challenges that we're seeing in the workforce right now, it comes down to people. And it's not necessarily like, oh, your branding and your business strategy, but it's emotional intelligence, it's leadership, it's company culture. And all of those things come down to soft skills. We see the exact same challenges in an individual's life, right? So what makes one person more successful than the other? 
It's not your technical, right, skill. It's not your degree, because I can take 20 people that all have the same degree and all have the same certifications, but there's always going to be that person that's, you know, 10 steps ahead, and it comes down to those people's social and emotional skills that really create success in our life. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I like that you talk at my speed, which which typically is, is, is a very good thing. So, so I appreciate this uh, this talk track here. So and we, I actually had this conversation earlier about schooling how and how most get put in school and everybody's just blanking in this one part, right? You're just blanking across the board. So everybody's here in this room. You're all going to learn the same thing because you all learn the same way. That's what we're going to teach you. And and that's why it, it's, it's allowed so many different schools to kind of stand out that that must mean this is the person that's going to evolve from the school when, when in fact, just like you said, right, you, you were running from pain right and typically we find that there's two different people running from pain and running towards pleasure so talk to us about that what was it that drew you to, to really just have the urge where i have to start this what, what, what brought you to that point yeah so i've always felt it you know so my first career was as a performer i used to tour the world internationally as a singer like musical theater broadway and, and you know ever since then i mean that's when i really had the epiphany that it was more than just the skill because i would be in a room with you know hundreds of performers that were like kick butt singers that can sing me out of the water and yet I was still center stage. I was the one that was always in the spotlight. So for me, I always thought there's something, there's a denominator here that's missing because they have a three and a half octave range, I have a two and a half octave range, right? So what, what made us different is was the confidence, it was my soft skills, it was being able to step into a room, show up, have energy, be resilient. You know, while they were partying, I was practicing. So like there were some major differences that were happening, right? And then I became an executive after I got done performing. I was 27 years old when I became a corporate executive. I had 200 team members under me. Same thing was happening. So lots of self-sabotage, getting in your own way, toxicity with, within the company and within the team. And I didn't fully understand some of these challenges because you know I had a lot of positivity growing up and I, I've always had a growth mindset from my parents. I didn't know it was called growth mindset until a couple of years ago. But when we fell or when we failed, it was like, eh, okay, let's try it again or let's pivot and try something different. And so it wasn't until, you know, after being an executive, I decided to resign from my position as an executive, you know, got rid of the six figure salary. I sold my house on the lake, brand new luxury car, all these things. And I moved out of the country to get married because you make the career, the career doesn't make you. Right. And so I, I always knew that. Well, within two weeks, my husband decided that he wanted a divorce. So I went from a high functioning executive with all these things that I thought were like important that made success to $100 and two luggage. That was it within two weeks. And so that was really a defining moment for me that said all these things that I've always felt as an executive and as a performer, I could either sit and throw a pity party for myself or I can this as an opportunity to pivot and to do what I was really meant to do. So after two weeks, I came back to California and do, you know, don't get me wrong. It was hard. I felt embarrassed. I was ashamed. You know, I was a high functioning professional. I have three degrees. So sometimes you get into that mindset of how did I get here? What the heck right. happened? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I made good decisions, right? So of course you, you know, you play that game. So I came back to California and when I came back, you know, I had a dream and my dad came to me because my dad passed away two years before that from, from stress, right? He had multiple heart attacks mm -hmm. and he said, everything you need is already inside of you. You just have to rise up for you and believe it. 
what's the name of the company today? Rise Up For You. So I came back to California and I started building Rise Up For You. And again, at that time it was for women, same skills, same services, it was just for women. And I think because I needed that at, at that moment as a woman, right? Because there were some cultural challenges being Middle Eastern that I was going through. And so that was kind of the tribe that I needed to be around. Hmm. And I just started building the company. And I will tell you that you know, it, it wasn't easy. Three months after I started building, my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer out of nowhere and she died nine months later. So most people don't know that the first year of building Rise Up For You was out of a hospital. I was taking showers at the 24 hour fitness across the street because I didn't want to miss anything from the doctor. And I say all of those things only to say that I was able to use my pain as fuel for growth and use those soft skills that are so important for our success. Like we all have a story, everybody does, but what makes one person different than the other? It's the resilience to back, to bounce, not only up, but to bounce forward. And that's really where the company came from. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I, I say that you, you always compete against yourself first, right? If you can't get up and get get across and get through your own mind each day, it doesn't matter who's in your way or what, what things are available to you. And and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you had this just fabulous upbringing where your, your family was always supportive, right? And so with, with really the program and the group and the, 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 the I guess the, the overall organization you've built now, it is, it's allowed that support system to be built in that, that you felt bringing up, right? And I find so many times that people, they, they don't have that upbringing. And so they're, they're constantly looking for the negative and they forget that, that you know, you might have the, the perfect day, right? And then for some reason you, you step on a rock and you hurt your foot and your focus goes all to that right there. And you lose how great that day is because of one bad moment. And that, that, that can be, if our mind keeps pointing in that one particular instance, it sets the tone, right? Because then we're looking for the negative and we forget to look for the positive. What, what has been some of the most fulfilling moments in the, in the, uh, in the group you've created what, what have, would have stood out? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that's a great question. For me, it's really the opportunity to connect with people around the world and, and have a similar story and message. So the cool thing is that we have a number of community members that connect on a different level, right? Some of them resonate with my story. Great. Some of them don't. Some of them resonate with maybe like burnout in company culture, right? And so they appreciate these skills because they know what it feels like to be a leader in a company or to be a part of a company where they quit or they resign because it was just too toxic. So I think the thing that I really love about the Rise Up For You community is you kind of nailed it, is that we've been able to cultivate a very authentic and transparent community and they're professionals, right? So there's no like, there's no hype and there's no like that, that professional, like, oh, I have to put that wall up. We don't play that here. We're like, listen, people are professionals, professionals are people. So like we lead with, with people first. Yeah, I love that. And when you think about everything you've done and the show business career sets sets a tone, right? Because it's one of the hardest things about show business is that you, you can be told no a thousand times to get one good yes, right? And that that that's like life too, right? But you have to have that persistence to carry through, but have that support channel too, not only within yourself, but others around you. When you when you look now at the focus forward, how has the last year where, where of course you can't be face-to-face, -face, you can't be, you know, in, in hands reach of people. How has that helped um, push forward the program? Yeah. So it's actually quadrupled in the last year. And I think because sometimes challenges and tragedy, they enhance what you already have. 
And so like my team and I, like we've always been able to pivot. We have a growth mindset. We've always cultivated a growth mindset. Now don't get me wrong. We do a lot of work on ourselves. So one of our core values as the company for our team is growth mindset. Like you gotta be practicing and developing yourself in all areas in order to be a rise up for your team member. Otherwise, how else can we teach it, right? Sure. So when you know COVID-19 and some of these challenges happened, we just went in, we just went inward. We said, okay, what do we have? What are we good at? How do we pivot and how can we make this work? And like instantly within a week, we were adjusting, we were doing, you know, obviously more virtual stuff. And in the last year, we've been able to not only quadruple our income and our clients, but get a larger reach. So now like we're in India and we're in Asia and we're all over the UK. And so I think that it really comes down to having those core skills not waiting until tragedy. So sometimes we wait until we hit rock bottom and then we say, I got to make a change. Our whole goal is let's start cultivating it on a day-to-day basis because when life does hit you, which it will, you'll be able to adjust and pivot with grace, right? More seamlessly than if you're not prepped or prepared. Yeah, it's so well said. So many times people say, well, well, you know, I, I'm not lucky or I don't have that part, but but the the real genesis of the story is typically that, they haven't done the framework or really set up the structure within themselves. And so probably opportunities right there in front of them, but they, they're not ready to capitalize on it. Because if, you know, it's a, for simple story, right? So many times people win the lottery and they're, they're not set up for that, right? So their mind goes to the part of just bad habits because they haven't had the base. So they lose all the money, right? But that's us mentally too, right? So many times where we let things like, my heart could be different than your heart, right? It could be the same thing happening. And, you know, for you, you just wash it off. And for me, it could just cripple me, right? And that that's, so many people until you can prepare on a level that that really set your mind to say okay my, my ability to to win is just really finding more problems right and then finding better solutions so how, how does your team work in themselves to really be able to provide the most benefit for everyone out there yeah so all of my team members and i mean they all do this on their own accord but we do it together is they all have a first off a routine to set themselves up for success so we understand, so here's the thing is that all of our team members understand that we have to take care of us first in order to better serve. And so hands down my team, they're really good at taking care of themselves. And I also try to cultivate that. So sometimes I'll text a team member, they're like, sorry, I'm going to yoga. And I'm like, great, call me later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what we cultivate and we need that in order to pour our energy onto other people. So we all have a routine where it's like meditation, some kind of workout. We all love to read. So we're constantly just growing ourselves, which is very important. It looks a little bit different for everyone, but that's the tribe that we that we create, right? Within the Rise Up For You team. So that's the first thing that's really important. And then we're practice, constantly practicing our EQ, our emotional intelligence. So giving each other feedback. Hey, how was I with that client? Did I come off too harsh? Like. We're constantly trying to assess our blind spots, which is really important as well, because I have blind spots. You know, I run a company. Sometimes I go into shark mode, right? Where like empathy goes out the window and I just drive forward and I need my team. I need to go to my team and say, help me out here, you know, and and I need to be able to have that space. And so those are just some of the small things that we do consistently to ensure that we're constantly growing. Yeah, it's so critical, right? I, so what comes to mind is Ray Dalio's uh, book, Principles, right? Where, where they talk about the team and how you have to allow for open, um, unfiltered 
feedback in a good way from the team that you trust, right? Because that allows you to be better within yourself. Because we, you know, I, I'm a stubborn, I come from a stubborn Italian family. So we always assume our way is the best, right? And you, there could be a door right there. But if we think we have to go there, we'll, we'll knock through the wall, even just because we won't pay attention to the door, right? And so when you can open up and understand that it, your path is only based on who you can surround yourself with, it allows you to circumvent everything that, that you've probably set up in front of you. Um, when you, when you think of the, the routines that, that you've seen others create, what is usually a, a good first step to someone listening today that says, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling out of place. And of course they, they have your group, they can go touch, but if there's something that they could do actively right now, what would you suggest? So it's going to be different for everyone. I, I don't like to do too much cookie cutter, but I would say is find a positive behavior that works for you, that you enjoy, that's positive. So some people love to dance, right? So I say, great, when you wake up in the morning, like dance for 20 minutes, right? It doesn't have to be, I meditate for an hour, I do yoga and I read and I listen. To, it doesn't have to be what we hear all the time, right? So if you love to dance, Get up in the morning and get that energy, that positive energy in your body to set you up for the day. If you love to draw, wake up in the morning, draw for 10 minutes, like fill your bucket in a positive way that can set up the energy. The main thing is that you want to cultivate a positive and exciting energy when you wake up that you can carry through the day. If we wake up, you know, feeling negative and then we're doing these things that are kind of sluggish, we're going to continue our day that way. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because it's it's like you're stacking wins, right? Because no matter what happens throughout the day, I've gotten in my dance, I've gotten in my my playing the instrument, my singing, whatever's the fact, and that's so important, right? Because the days see everybody says we're too busy, and then so we'll just accept the bad day, right? We'll just say okay, tomorrow I'll deal with it, but then tomorrow I'm too too busy again, right? I wake up late. Um, the kids are hungry, you know, I'm late for work, I got to jump in the car, you know, I got five meetings I'm not prepared for. And it's it's a chaotic day. But as soon as you can take it back and, and do something like that, say today, you know, I, I'm going to take the moment for me to, to go to yoga, or like your, your employee or, or to, to meditate or this part, you start taking back control of where your life wants to go. And it gets back off the track of someone else's life. And that's just, it, it, that's where the magic can truly start. So. Absolutely. And too busy is an excuse, right? I mean, I haven't had one day in my life where I couldn't say that I was too busy, but it's really just about priorities, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're all, I mean, I look back at my friends in college that said I'm too busy and I'm like, well, you don't even have family and kids yet or a job, <laughs> wait till that comes, right? Yeah. So I think it's just reframing again, you know, your priorities of what's important. When I hear someone say it's, I'm too busy, then what I hear them say is it's not a priority for me. That's great. Thank you for putting it that way. And so next, what is up for, for Rise Up for you? What, what's next for, for your group? Where do you go from here? Yeah, so most recently is in the next two weeks, we always cultivate uh, women initiatives, even though we're open now for everyone. And some people know that International Women's Month and Women's History Month is happening in March. So we actually have a big uh, conference coming up on March 8th. It's completely free. But we're bringing executives from Google, Etsy, LA Fitness, Microsoft, Pepsi-Cola to just come and talk about, again, these soft skills. So how to self-promote, how to negotiate, um, how to build your personal brand and really just move forward in your career beyond the technical skills or the degree. So that's what's coming up like really, really recently in the next two weeks. But other than that, we're, we're continuing to make an impact globally and build our audience. So thanks for this opportunity. We always love to Thank share. Thank you. Yeah, you sure are. And so, Neto, I know we can find you on social media at Rise Up For You and uh, Netalina uh, underscore Rise. Anywhere else, uh, of course, you have the free event coming up um, March. You said March 8th? 
March 8th. Yeah. Well, we'll get that in there too, but thank you so much. Uh, I, I love the message. Love what you're doing. This has been really great. Thank you for sharing so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you shortly. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step by step at a three day event happening June 10th through the 12th called you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.